I'm Melissa White, and welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. This is a show to help inspire you to live your life to the fullest, but really to learn about those that guide us, our unseen helpers, guides, angels, loved ones in spirit that walk beside us in this life. I'll share with you personal experiences from my life as a professional medium and mentor. I'll also offer you insight into working with the spirit world and introduce you to guests that I find fascinating and that might lead you on your own journey to further discover your own soul's gifts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White, and I'm here today with a very special guest, Adriana Flood, and she has returned to discuss all about crystals. So we're going to get into how to choose them and our favorites and all kinds of things. So I'm very, very much looking forward to this. Adriana, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be back so soon. (laughs) Well, we had a great response. Everyone loved, loved, loved the episode where you came and you were chatting about your signs from spirit and all of these miracles that you've experienced. And I think that so many of these listeners are going to be very, very interested in learning a bit more about crystals. Mm -hmm. And it's always interesting, I think, to look at different people's experiences, you know, I think that valuable. So I guess we could just begin like a little bit about how we both got into them. I started getting interested because I would just go into spiritual stores to buy oracle cards or angel cards or whatever else I needed. And I just naturally felt drawn to the different stones. And so I would pick them up, I would touch them, I would kind of be curious. And I remember it was at the beginning of my development. So everything was just kind of new and I just was so interested. Mm-hmm. And there was a lady that worked at one of the stores that I went into, like an elderly lady, very friendly, very kind, very nice. But every time I picked up a stone, she'd be like, oh, it's getting warm. That means it's meant for you. <laughs> and then I would overhear her saying it to other people like all the time. So I kind of felt like, I don't know. But I, I definitely, I definitely felt like I just chose what I liked by the way it looked and also how it felt. Like it was just intu- completely intuitive. You know, I didn't even really know any of the properties or anything like that. But I loved experimenting with them. The first crystal I ever owned was an amethyst pendant. Mm. And I think I wore it for the first year or so that I was really developing. And I think that amethyst got a a workout. Like I really, really (laughs) worked that amethyst, but I loved it. Yes, that's how I started out. What about you? Oh my God, I just have the funniest image in my head. I imagine this like amethyst crystal, like doing bicep curls. Anyways. Exactly. Like, and I also just like, <laughs> I didn't really know at the time about like cleansing it or I think it worked like overtime for me because I literally didn't do any of that for the first while. So, <laughs> you know what? what exactly, I think it was either amethyst or rose quartz. I can't really pinpoint, but I know 
roughly it was around the time just after my sister passed about eight years ago and my friend Rachel the one who introduced us she had like a collection of crystals and she was kind of explaining the properties to me this and that and I wasn't really listening because I was just all dazzled by all the different clusters and points and whatever but yeah I think my gut is telling me it was amethyst and I'm probably drawn to the purple because I love purple and I remember like meditating with them. I would carry them around. I'd pop them in my bra. When I'd go to the gym, they would pop out. <laughs> you know, I remember I'm putting it under my pillow and terrorizing my poor husband in the middle of the night when I'd move my pillow because it would crash on the ground. So yeah, I definitely think it was Amethyst. And that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how I started using them. It's about that's eight so years cool. ago. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Yeah, I think Amethyst and Rose Quartz are very, very good like gateway crystals. It's almost yeah. like you saw start with those basic ones and then <laughs> more and more addictive as you go so just like a, a warning we'll put up a disclaimer if you haven't worked with them before and you start to get interested it can get very addictive because you just so like they're so unique and so interesting and there's always something more to learn so i think that yeah you can you can get a collection pretty quickly oh it's so easy to do <laughs> So, yeah, so I think we'd invite you, if you're listening, you can just get your little notepad, pen, take some notes on your phone, and just listen up for any information that might stick out to you, stand out to you as something you want to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, too, like, these tips and guidelines, I always say, and I know, same thing with you, Melissa, like, ultimately, like, listen to your intuition, like, let it guide you, you know, see what works best for you and your spiritual routine and so on. Okay, let's just dive into it. So I thought a little bit of background, like the history of crystals, just to kind of give a little of a base and then we'll jump into it. So as far as I know, like the first historical references of crystals came from the ancient Sumerians and they included crystals like in their magic formulas, Egyptians, they were known to use like lapis lazuli, turquoise, carmeline in their jewelry. And they would use it for grave amulets. And really, they used the stones for protection and like health rituals. And then the Greeks, they actually attributed a number of the properties to the crystals. And many of the names we use today, like of the crystals, are actually of Greek origin. And what I thought was cool was the word crystal itself comes from the Greek word ice. So it was believed that clear quartz was water that has been frozen so deeply that it would always remain solid. Which I thought, yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. Another thing that I researched, and I wish I knew this when I was 19, 20, going to the bars, but (laughs) the word amethyst means not drunken. And it was also worn as an amulet to prevent drunkenness and hangovers. Very interesting. That is interesting. Wow. But of course, throughout the ages and still today, crystals, gemstones are really, they, they can be a symbol of wealth and status from jewelry, wedding, anniversary rings. They make great gifts and special events and ceremonies and uh, speaking of a magical ceremony i'm having a flashback have you ever seen the queen of england's crown jewels like her collection no oh my god get on it they're insane so (laughs) a few years ago bbc did a documentary on the queen's coronation and these ceremonial objects are incredible apparently their estimated value of all these like ceremonial objects there's multiple ones their value is from three to five billion pounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's wow. neat. Right. But hold on, I'm getting to the point. So my point is, sorry, I go down rabbit trails. My point is that these jewels are very symbolic. And this crown that she wore was when she could when she was coronated, and that was the only time she 
could wear it. And it's covered in sapphires, rubies, amethysts, topaz. So just completely divine. If you have a second, like go and look at it. It's just gorgeous. So basically mm-hmm. crystals, gemstones, they're popular. They've been around to be worked through magic. Yeah. And then it was pretty much in the 80s with the new age kind of culture, that the use of crystals and gemstones, they kind of reemerged as like a healing method. Mm-hmm. And much of the practice is from old traditions and more information is like gained from experimentation, but mainly channeling. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. That is so, now I'm going to have to go look into that. I'm, I love, love, love historical stuff. So yeah, I have to look into it and look at those, the crystals. That's amazing. Just wait. And specifically it's, I think it's the Empire State Crown. And then there's also the St. Edward Crown. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. Woo. That way, I'm definitely going to look at that. We would look at also like, why? Like, why would we use crystals? And the one thing that I would say that it's important is to be grounded with crystals. Mm-hmm. Because like when I first started giving readings professionally, I really thought that I couldn't do a great reading without certain crystals. Like I, yeah. I kind of, like, I guess, cause I used them the first time and it went awesome. So then I'm like, okay, I need these every single time. And I remember like I lost one, one time. And then I was panicking thinking like, oh, this is going to be a disaster. So I always just caution students and, and anyone really that of course you want to always be empowered and recognize that you have the power and you don't actually need any tools in order to access your intuition or your mediumship, the tools can be helpful, but they're not like a necessity. So don't panic if you lose one or if you don't have them one day and you thought you needed them. They're there to provide support, but not treatment. So a great tool to add to your wellness and your spiritual routine, but not to replace sound medical advice or medication. I think that's a really important leader as well. Of course. Yeah, I think that I think that's so true, Melissa. And I think I love what you said about I feel like there's so many people that I've come in contact with. They felt like that, like, oh, I can't, I can't do a reading if I don't have my crystal or no, I can't go if I don't have my crystal or I don't know the answer if I don't have my pendulum. Do you know what I mean? So again, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, let's take our power back here and remember like what we're made of. We're made of the miracle of the universe. Like, like it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a tool, but not Mm -hmm. to give it so much power. But so, yeah, I think that's a great point, Melissa. Yeah, they can enhance what we're doing. and. I had before a friend that I taught how to use like oracle cards and angel cards. Mm. And he actually got to the point where she would not leave her house unless she had done this like full spread, card spread like every day. And it was kind of like uh, that made me realize, oh, okay, like we need to kind of remind people that just what you said, that it's a a tool, but it's, it's, we're not dependent upon it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Exactly. I could say there was a time in my life, though, where I was doing routines like that. <laughs> and then I'm like, I don't have time for this. I got to like, I got to do like a two minute routine here. I don't yeah. have an hour to do this whole spread. Well, and I think routine is good. You know, routine is a great thing, but it was just more like fear based, like almost like, oh, if I don't do my cards then I'm not going to like almost like there was a fear around going out into the world without having that information or something like it was just. It just, I recognize that maybe it was like a little bit too overboard. So it's just something that I mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think just a little bit more, a little bit more in the background of crystals before we get in depth with all the meanings and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, I find our crystals really, they will interact with the body or space, such a home, car, office with the energy fields, pretty much the vibrational energy. And 
each crystal is said to have different effects on the mind and the body. So like the vibrations, the way they arise from their unique atoms and molecules, the way they move and with our bodies are really electromagnetic. We know we have physical, emotional, mental, we have that spiritual energy flowing through us all the time. So the idea is that can redirect and rechannel that energy flow through their unique energetic vibrations and really the vibrations of these energy crystals can hold, rely and recalibrate your energies in theirs, really helping you to raise your vibration to a, like a higher state of being. And when used with the right intention, I find crystals, again, they can be a, a tool to help you in your journey towards better well-being when used with intention. So we're going to dive into intention shortly. I know, Melissa, you have an example, but for example, like let's Say your intention is to have more confidence when speaking to a group, or maybe you purchase a citrine to invite more joy and abundance into your life. You think of your crystal as a touchstone, both literally and figuratively, that can help Ooh. you remember that intention, that purpose as you go about on your daily life. So it's like your crystal's a good buddy. It's coming along on your journey. It's helping you to reach your goals, make those positive changes. And it's the energy of the crystal that's holding your intention. It's really like sending it out to the universe. Definitely. I love that because it is true. It is like a friend. It's like you do form a relationship with your crystals and your stones. And oh, yeah. so mm -hmm. that's cool. That's so such a cool way of looking at it. And definitely it's like an anchor. It's something that will keep you connected to that intention, connected to that goal, connected to the energy maybe that you really want to embody or that you really want to feel empowered by so they're they're an amazing like you said amazing touchstone mm -hmm. so i got some questions for you now i'm turning the podcast around on you i'm gonna ask you some questions <laughs> I okay so what are you what are i have a few questions i'll just line them up here so tell me or tell us shall i say about some of your favorite crystals and do you find that psychic over the years of your experience, do you find that psychic mediums love to work with specific crystals or they draw more towards tarot or pendulums or maybe shall I say, is there a, like a common divination tool that you find that psychic mediums use? Hmm. Okay. Well, I love, love, love lapis lazuli. I feel like that one is just so powerful for me. I do connect it to previous lifetimes i know there's been like these lifetimes in egypt like ancient kind of lifetimes that i've seen for myself and also even like persian type life lifetimes and stuff but very very connected to that lapis lazuli i think it's an amazing one to help enhance the third eye that psychic ability so you can this is something that one of my students a long time ago she posted a picture of herself doing this and i'm like okay this is brilliant she put the crystal on her third eye but then when she would lay down or when she trying to sit up you can't you know the crystal's not going to stay there yeah. so she would a headband like one of those like a stretchy headband that you would put when you're just like washing your face or whatever yeah and to get inside the headband so then she could lie down or she could sit and the it would the crystal would stay on her third eye that's that's a genius <laughs> melissa that's a that's a genius idea we should make this we should brand it yeah. <laughs> Ooh, right. I was like, oh, okay, this is amazing. So I've, I've used that ever since. And 
I mean, I never have pockets. Like, I don't really wear things with pockets. So I always just put it wherever. I would stick it in my bra. You know, I think that's just like such a such a thing to do. I think as women, we just do what works. Lots of times it falls out when I'm like doing yoga and stuff like that. But still, I also love smoky cords. I'm to absorb quite a bit of like energy that's not needed or even like negative type energy. I find it super grounding. And I always wear the same smoky cords, the pendant that you gave me. I love it. I love it. Green pyrite jade for manifestation and abundance. I find those are some favorites. I love sunstone for just like joy and inspiration. Green aventurine is also a favorite. New beginnings, confidence, abundance. I would say there's more, but I, I, I really love those. Mm, I love all the ones you mentioned. I'm actually wearing a green aventurine bracelet right now. Oh, pretty cool. And is there a most common divination tool? I don't know. I think to each their own. Yeah. Lots of lots of people, lots of mediums will dabble in tarot. You know, I think that the tarot you can really blend and use with mediumship actually quite nicely. Ways that you can you can use it. Pendulum, I find people who are really hardcore into pendulums are like ride or die for pendulum. Yeah. I it's not my tool I just I can it works it makes it moves like crazy and I can do all the things with it but I just don't resonate it just doesn't I find it's not that accurate for me and I'm also not a yes or no person I'm more of like let's go deeper into why something is the way that it is so it's probably just like a style thing like it just doesn't really it doesn't really work for me also I mean there's tons of different tools but crystals yeah I would say like lots of mediums are into crystals but you'll find every once in a while there's some that are just like mm -mm, not into it but i think because they're up the earth i'm just of course i'm drawn to it plus they're lots of times they're sparkly and so beautiful it's like i could never i could never say no like to me <laughs> like it's an obvious one yeah. yeah i think everyone's so different so yeah there's some people that use tuning tuning forks divination rods i mean there's all kind there's so many different tools but those are the the common ones that i notice mm. okay okay that's good to know thank you mm -hmm. so let's jump to how to choose a crystal so again there's lots of different ways you can choose it by the color if you're drawn to a specific shape or a texture, like you, Melissa, when you first picked your crystal, you were intuitively drawn to it. Some people like to know the metaphysical properties. You could connect it to your zodiac sign. And then you can also even hold the crystal in your hand and see how it feels. Definitely. It's always cool to me when I'll be attracted to a stone, I'll pick it up, I'll hold it, and I'll be like, yes, I want this. And then when I look at the little sheet or the little card that says the properties, or if I Google it and look it up, like the metaphysical metaphysical properties, I'm always so like amazed because it's exactly the things that it's known for are usually the things that I really am focusing on or really needing in my life. So I think that really our guides and our angels tend to not just towards the the healing tools that are going to be helpful. Exactly. Oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what about getting started? So how to really set an intention with a crystal? Will you, yeah, will you tell us about that? Yeah, sure. Like, honestly, again, there's no hard, fast rules. Like, follow your intuition. This is just mm -hmm. something really simple you can do. So you can really, you can hold the crystal in your dominant hand and focus your, your intention for a moment. You can take a nice deep breath in. 
bring the stone closer to your heart and then keep focusing on your intention and then you can bring it to your third eye and then you can do some more deep breaths in and out that's one way of setting the intention you can also say your intention out loud so for example i could let's say i get rose quartz you know my intention with this crystal is to welcome in more love more healing more compassion for myself and others and that could be literally just it. And I could say it over a few times. I can envision myself being more loving, being more compassionate, receiving love as well. So that's just kind of like a quick way to set an intention with the crystal. Mm-hmm. I, I really am such a huge believer that you can set an intention any way. Like there's no, like you said, no right or wrong way. Yeah. But I love, as simple as it is, just speaking the words out loud. And recognizing that our words carry power and vibration and energy and that our intention is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many things that I see like in different places and online where there's like a 10 to 12 step process for some of this stuff. It's too much. It's overwhelming for some of us, but I also feel... I get why, because I understand that lots of times people really want like the step-by-step that it makes sense and it's like more logical, mm-hmm. I guess. But I really think that it's so much more simple than that, that literally you can decide in your own mind what you're going to use it for, what you want to do, what you want to envision, what you want for your life. And just speaking it with true intention and putting it out there into the world or even writing it you don't have to speak it but i just love to speak my my stuff but it it's powerful that's why there's a book it's an older book it's called your your word is your wand or something like this it's by florence scoville shin and i always come back to that phrase your word is your wand it's like you can literally change your life with the power of your intention and the words that you speak so I think mm-hmm. there is a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of power in, in doing that, even though it seems so simple. Mm, I love it. I need to get that book. I remember you talking about the power of your words at the last, at your last seminar that we did together. I remember that and it really stuck with me. So I started talking to myself around the house and I'm like, oh God, I hope my husband doesn't come down the stairs and think I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I've like talked to myself my whole life. And so <laughs> I really like trying to hide that it's just like driving I'm talking to myself I'm doing any activity I'm just mumbling talking to myself but I think there's something to be said for it though because I think it's kind of true like when we look at that study I think it's Dr. Emoto that did the study with the water you know oh, and the t- yeah or yeah. like the plants that you speak to kindly and then the other plant that you like say hateful things and like how you can actually literally physically see the difference oh in- yeah in the molecules and all that stuff it's quite it's quite amazing and i i do think that is so powerful so true so true about the cleansing and the charging do you want to talk about this because like i said like this is not something i did right off the bat so it would be probably useful for probably someone like me back then to hear these things so i'll let you take that (laughs) yeah for sure so cleansing and charging a crystal so crystals can become depleted just like batteries so They need the light of the moon or other things to regain their lost power. And really cleansing and charging crystals go hand in hand. So cleansing is the need to like free the crystals of lingering energies. What while, you know, charging is needed to optimize 
the vibration of the crystals so they can work in full effect, really. So for cleansing and charging, you can do it once a month or whenever you feel guided to. I personally, because I wear almost crystal jewelry every day and doing energy work, doing Reiki or doing readings, I like to cleanse my crystals every day. The ones that I'm wearing, like the jewelry. <laughs> so I have a selenite crystal bowl and that is like a self-cleansing crystal. We'll dive more into that a bit later, but I like to do that with my crystals. Otherwise, yeah, you can plan for once a month, gather all your crystals around the house or use your intuition. And if you feel that you are guided to go ahead and do it. So some ways of cleansing and charging your crystals is during a full moon. So you can grab your crystals, put, put them close to a windowsill. You can bring them outside on a patio or wherever is appropriate in your living arrangements. Some people like to use sacred smoke. So that's like sage, lemongrass, incense, palo santo. And basically you light the herb and you kind of waft it. And that beautiful smoke cleanses the energy around the crystal. So you would hold the crystal and allow the smoke to cleanse the energy. And same thing, like you can declare, I'm cleansing the energy. I'm releasing the energy from this crystal. Thank you, crystal, for working for me. Whatever. Follow Again, follow your intuition. Another easy way too is just getting a big bowl of water and sea salt or Himalayan salt and putting your crystals to soak overnight. Now, this is really important. Not all crystals can go in water due to like the, the moss hardness scale. Some of them are quite fragile, so they can actually dissolve a bit in water. The rule of thumb is usually a crystal that ends with ite, selenite, pyrite, for example. Those can be put in water. So quick Google search if you want to soak your crystals in water or not. If they are safe for water, so yeah, put, put in the salt. The salt's really good for really removing negative energy. Soak them overnight. If it's a full moon, even better. You're doing two things in one, the salt and the moon. And then the next day, you don't save that water, obviously. Like you get rid of it. And then if there's any excess salt on the crystal, just wash it off. And then you could also charge them in the sun to boost its energy for a few hours. If you have a sound bowl or even a, like a tuning fork or a crystal triangle, or if you don't have any of those, you could just go on YouTube and Google sound bowling healing. And you can play that around your crystal. I have sound bowls, I have tuning forks, I have all that stuff in my house. But sometimes if I'm just lazy to go around all the crystals, I just blast some of that beautiful music. And that's an, also an alternative of what you can do. Um, some people like to connect the crystals back to the earth. So they'll put it in sand or dirt, just like so with your plants for a few hours. But of course, you're going to have to wash them off after because they're going to be dirty. But those are some cleansing and charging practices. And of course, the selenite I mentioned already, that crystal, you can get a, a selenite bowl, a selenite wand, and you can lay your crystals on it to cleanse and charge them. I love that. And I think selenite is one, if I was going to recommend one sort of mediumship people, selenite is kind of amazing because mm -hmm. you can take a whole piece, but I would prefer a selenite wand and you can use that wand and sort of run it kind of around your auric field in between readings or just anytime during your day where you need to little do a little cleansing and charging kind of like treat yourself like a crystal like sometimes <laughs> i tell well, you should just treat yourself like a plant like we need water we need sunshine we need to be tended to so the selenite would be a good one for that and i use i use it too sometimes if i want to kind of cut through difficult energy or even like if I feel like a bit negative energy I'm not talking about from spirit because you guys know that I don't 
that's not what I mean because I don't feel there is any negative energy from spirit. But I do feel negative energy sometimes in this world. Mm-hmm. And I use selenite for that too. I love that. I think that's a great practice. Um, where was I? I was at the Granville Island Crystal Market. This was years ago. And I was looking at the selenite and she showed me how to do that. So she gave me the selenite ruler, the woman that was working there. And it's mm-hmm. something I, lo- I love doing it. I feel that difference. So like you said, plants, we're like a plant. We need the water. We need the sunshine. We need our selenite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can do a great one, especially even after I do Reiki with clients or reading. Mm-hmm. I like physically, I declare, I'm like, okay, like I'm releasing the energy from this client. I'm releasing cords and sending them in light love, calling my energy and power back to me kind of thing. So yeah, I really love that about the selenite. We had a question from Tina. Hi, Tina, if you're listening. She said that she has so many crystals. First of all, she forgets their names, which is fair enough if you have a huge collection. And then she was curious how to store them. So the first thing I would mention is there's actually an app, pretty cool, where you can scan your crystal. So take a picture of it and it'll populate what the actual name of that crystal is. So it sounds pretty cool. And that app... Right, right. I think that's a genius idea because there's a lot of crystal lovers out there who have huge collections. The app is called the Rock Identifier app. So you can have a look at that for the ones that you forgot about. Now, I know, Tina, you said you would choose them intuitively. So that's great. So like, listen to your intuition, your spirit. It's guiding you always to the best. But for storing crystals, like there's lots of different ways. Some people like to store them in an altar, so like a sacred space in your home, maybe where you pray or meditate or like to use oracle cards. I have some friends that have beautiful, it's like a display. There's like a sun and a moon and then there's like, it's, there's like shelving for the crystals. So like you can make well, art. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, Melissa, right? Yeah, that's so pretty. Right. So pretty. And you can display them that way. You can decorate them around the house. I have crystals all over my house. If they're small, you can put them with the plant to connect to that energy. Or you can just simply keep them in a fabric pouch. One of my favorites, like I mentioned, is the selenite bowl, just to keep them there in a safe space to charge them. But of course, like you said, if you, you have a lot, you might have to divvy them around the house. So that's kind yeah. of, I think, yeah, that, would you add anything to that, Alyssa? I think I kind of covered everything there. Yeah, no, I think that's that's definitely ways that that's all the ways that I can think of. I love I love having crystals for me like on my workspace, like on my desk. And mm-hmm. I find that I just feel sometimes drawn to hold one or the other or just having them close to me when I'm working. Like even as I'm sitting here, I'm sitting at my table and I've got them there and it's just it's a comfort just knowing they're there. So I think where wherever you you wanna wherever you wanna keep them. Mm, which one do you have by your computer right now this is a little variety i'm just going to open it up it's a little pouch there is a labradorite heart which is really lovely there's a piece of obsidian i love it there's a clear quartz point Mm -hmm. there's that's a citrine there's a rose quartz well you got all the good ones (laughs) (laughs) Like there's candy. a red jet. It's like a red candy jet. bag of crystals over there. There's all different shapes, like the heart, and then I've got a point, and I got a star. The red jasper star is one of my favorite ones. I feel like red jasper is so protective. I I just really feel drawn to it. I love it. It's like can't remember what it's called. I'm gonna have to get that app and see if I can figure <laughs> it out. But it's like it's like a sand from the. It's like an ocean stone with like something to do with sandstone or something to do with the ocean i don't know i can't remember what it's called 
it's really, really like when I held it, I felt like I was like at the ocean. It was so, oh, so beautiful. Yeah, so I have, yeah, I have to look up the name of that one. But yeah, that's my little that's my little collection by my by my computer. I love it. I have whenever we were when we were doing your mediumship classes, I'd always have like obsidian and amethyst. And tonight I have the green adventuring I was telling you about of shungite, which is really good for EMF mm-hmm. protection as well as like grounding and negative energy. I've never used that one, but I really want to try it. I'm gonna Ooh. have to get it. so good. I think I could- yeah, I think that'd be a good one. Especially because we're always like on our cells and that stuff. So it, it actually has like the EMF protection, which is beautiful. And then I have this gorgeous, it's an amethyst angel aura. So it's gorgeous. So it has this like rainbow hue. It's so pretty. Oh, it's one of beautiful. my favorites. Okay, so let's jump to how to incorporate crystals into your life. Do you want me to start, Melissa? Do you want to go into it or? Uh, yeah, I, could, I can chat about it. I mean. I think the jewelry is definitely the most probably convenient, easiest way to incorporate. So having your stones on a bracelet or a pendant, a ring, something like that. You can carry in your purse, in your bag, in your pocket. You can put in your kid's like backpack, school bag, send them to school with it, that kind of thing. You can also put them in your bra as we discussed. Having them in your home, office. Definitely, yeah, definitely you can do some feng shui, different stuff with that. And I can't remember the name of her company, but I think I think you met Mina as well before the feng shui expert when we did a previous workshop. Yeah, Mina's lovely. I would highly recommend her yeah. just because we're not feng shui experts, but basically like yeah. feng shui is that ancient Chinese kind of holistic healing for your home or office space about the energy flow. And there's specific crystals you can use in your home. I know it's like amethyst, selenite, black tourmaline, pyrite, I believe. But she is an amazing expert. She's very knowledgeable if you're in the Vancouver or Tri-City areas. Her name is Mina from Momentum Feng Shui. She's on, yeah, she's on Instagram and she's she's awesome. Very knowledgeable. I know like she does home cleansing and like, she, she's amazing. So she's a, she's she was trained in China, actually, by master feng shui experts. So she's the real deal. So I would check her out if you're interested in crystals and feng shui. Definitely. Yeah, she definitely knows what she's talking about. And it would be cool. I mean, I think it would be so interesting to even Hello? like. Hi, can you still hear me? Oh, Sorry, my computer just dropped. I thought we lost connection there. Oh, no worries. No worries. Yeah, so I think that that would be very useful to connect with her. Healing, the healing arts like Reiki, breath work, yoga, meditation, prayer, sound healing. Any of those would be wonderful to use your crystals with when sleeping. So by your bed or under your pillow, rose quartz, amethyst, moonstone, howlite, those would be helpful stones to have close by within mediumship and readings and psychically oracle card readings, connecting with your spirit guides, connecting with angels, also in manifestation. Yes, totally. So supercharge your intentions. Clear quartz, citrine, and pyrite would be, yeah, would be great ones. Mm-hmm. We had a question from Vicky. Hi, Vicky. She was asking about crystal grids. So a little background on crystal grids. So basically you can use specific crystal grids for like your regular healing practices or like a sacred ritual. For example, like a group Reiki session, breathwork, maybe even a mediumship training, or maybe you're entering into a new chapter of your life or you're wanting to let go of the old. So really those are just some examples of when you could use them. 
So crystal grids will help direct, channel, and focus the crystal energy. It's basically your you're magnifying the energetic properties of the crystals and getting them to work together in a synergistic kind of way. Now, crystal grids, they look beautiful. Have you, have you seen a crystal? I'm sure you've seen a crystal grid, Melissa. Have you seen them online? Yeah, I have, and I've never really made one, but I've always been really interested in doing it because I almost feel like it's such a cool thing you could do with intention for someone else. Like if you really wanted to hold space for someone, I love that idea. So I'm really into it. I just haven't, yeah, I just haven't done it myself. Yeah, I've done it like once or twice, mostly with Reiki. But really like, so crystal grids, you know, you're going to get the crystals together. And usually it's like a wooden kind of piece of art or you can get like a mat and it's in a sacred geometric shape. And you charge it with the intention for the purpose of manifestation. So pretty much maybe you want to bring a peace or you want to bring joy, you want to welcome wealth or courage or healing or whatever really your intention is. But also, again, you don't have to use a specific grid. You can create a shape like a triangle or maybe a circle or you could do a heart, really whatever your intuition is saying for the shape. So usually for a grid, there's like a, a center stone. So some people, it's, it's quite common, like the people that I know that do grids, a lot of them love to use clear quartz in the center just because it's a master stone. It's going to amplify the other crystal's energy. It's a great manifestation stone. And then the surrounding stones around it, they're usually like smaller tumble stones and then any other objects of importance. So there could be flowers, leaves, jewelry, a photo of someone. It really depends what your intention is. So just for example, let's say mm -hmm. I want to make a crystal grid for more love and compassion and healing. Or maybe I'm going through grief. Let's say that too. So I want love, I need compassion, I'm going through grief. So I would have my clear quartz in the middle. I'd have the surrounding stones, maybe I would do a shape of a heart, let's say, and it would be rose quartz to welcome in more love. I would use rondonite to help with the grief and the healing, maybe a little bit of citrine to add a little bit of joy to my life. And maybe I'd put a picture of the person, let's say my sister, for example, she's in spirit to kind of as like an, like honoring her. So really focusing that intention on love and healing. And then what you could do after you've created your grid you and you see, or some people like to like candles or burn Palo Santo or sage. You can put your hands over the crystal energy and kind of declare what your intention is. You can say a prayer. You can do an affirmation. Really, like it's endless. Like really, like follow your heart with it. And then you can spend some time in prayer or meditation or Reiki or it re again, it really depends what your intention is. And then you can keep that grid up for a couple of days, a couple hours, a month. Really, it's up to you, like however long you want to hold on to that intention or just when you're done your prayer or meditation or whatever it is you are doing with that grid. You could just do like a closeout prayer, like, okay, thank you, angels. Thank you, guides. I received the healing, the love, so on and so forth, and just kind of close out the sacred space. But again, it's really up to you. There's no hard, fast rules. There's lots of books on how to create specific grids and stuff. But from a lot of other crystal healers that I speak to, like almost not like nine out of 10 of them will all say like, just follow your intuition. Definitely. Oh, that's so cool. And I think it's interesting when you kind of just experiment. Like, I think that sometimes we're so used to having to follow all these rules and be so, I don't know, it's like, like rigid sometimes. And yeah. I think it's so cool to just like 
check it out, see what works, make a little altar, make a crystal grid, maybe work with your intention and just kind of see, then, then see what happens. Ask your guides to help you invite your angels in and work together. It's like a kind of like a little group, group effort, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so more ways that you can use crystals. So we talked about like, I mean, that was like creating a sacred space, but you don't need a grid. So a sacred space could literally be a small space in your bedroom or somewhere in your house. Or I know a mom who goes into her walk-in closet. That's her sacred space where it's quiet. She's in it for kids. Nobody's yelling. <laughs> or I've been there. That's my sacred space for the first little while when I first started developing. <laughs> my sacred space was the shower for a long time. Yeah. So- Jesus but anyways but a sacred space or an altar it's you could have your crystals again you can have photos like really making it a special place you could have your essential oils like just like a little special part of your home or room that is committed to your prayer or meditation or whatever your spiritual practice is and you can have crystals set up there you can actually take a crystal bath which is fun of course again you want to use the ones that are safe for the bath. For instance, you can use like rose quartz and you can use amethyst and you can use clear quartz. You could do a salt bath with them. And just again, even when you're pouring in the salt or the bubble bath or whatever you use, you can even stir the water and just declare like my intention for this bath is to feel more at peace or to let go of the day or whatever. Like you could, the possibilities are endless for these crystal rituals and stuff. Mm-hmm. You could also add crystals like small crystals I Melissa you have some of them with the roller balls remember those beautiful little tumble stones like really small crystals you can add to your essential oils some people like to bring crystals into their car now word of caution I wouldn't be driving around with actual crystals and by your steering wheel or near the driver's seat it could be quite dangerous if they're large Mm -hmm. I would just suggest that you'd be surprised how I've seen people with big ones but you would want more small tumble stones Something to think about is like smoky quartz. It's grounding, obsidian, for protecting its like negative energy, heavy energy. It's grounding. Tiger's eye is good for like confidence. You want to be confident and focused while you're driving. So you can have those in your car, but in a safe space, like on your console or your glove boxes or under your seat, something like that. Definitely. Yeah. Some people like to carry crystals in their purse or wallet. So Trine is a good one to welcome more love. Not love, sorry. I'm half asleep here. <laughs> For abundance, not love. So wealth, luggage when you're traveling, you can add malachite or malachite. Some people pronounce it like that. That's like a crystal for safety when traveling. Some people love to do new moon and full moon rituals with their crystals. And some people also like to create crystal elixirs. So that's where they have a crystal infused with water and then they drink it. But again, it, it's there's a special procedure. Like you have to follow some rules again because some crystals you can't consume the water after. So if you really, like we could go down a huge rabbit trail with the crystals here. But if you want to get more deep into it, there's an amazing book by Judy Hall. It's called The Crystal Bible. She just revised it. It's it's updated. It's awesome. It's like everything you need to know and more. She talks about the chakras, different rituals, all these different things. And, and then another good book, it's called The Modern Guide to Crystal Healing, and it's by Yulia Van Doren. I would say those are like the top two if you really want to dive deep into crystal healing. Definitely. There's another one by Melody called Love is in the Earth, and I think that mm-hmm. one is also really fabulous too. Mm-hmm. And 
you know when you were just chatting about the different uses, I actually was reminded there's some collars that you can get for your pets and they actually have like little crystals in them or like a crystal like pendant thing that you can kind of hang off of your pet's collar. I have so, seen that. I have seen them. Yeah. 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 I feel like I kind of want to, I want to get those for my Gatsby and Eleanor and get them some little, a little crystal. It would be like a little pendant for them. That would <laughs> but be I think so cute. Cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can get those too. I love that. That's a great idea. Keep your grounded, beautiful crystal energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was something else too, but you know what? If I don't write it down while I'm thinking of it, I literally forget. And I, I don't know what else the other thing was, but it may come to me. I, yeah, I wanted to chat a little bit about the crystals that I like for angelic, like calling in angelic energy. Mm-hmm. Because I think that there's some, there's some cool ones that might be really useful. So celestite and angelite would be good to connect with spirit, angels, very soothing, good for communication, dream recall, uh, and interpretation. It's a beautiful color. It's that beautiful blue. And it would be lovely to have a piece of that like in your bedroom or near your bed and the sacred space for sure. So that state is one of my favorites. Prenite, this is a common green stone believed to be useful in strengthening the bones, teeth, nails, and alleviating high stress levels. So, I mean, that could be useful for lots of us. Because of its ability to prove intuition, prenite stones are also considered beneficial for people who work in environments that require a high level of attention to detail as well. So that's kind of cool. I, I didn't really know that information about it, but I just know what it feels like to me. And mm-hmm. it just feels so beautiful. The seraphonite, sometimes known as angel crystals, it's a beautiful green and silver crystal that has many powerful energies. Strong spiritual energy helps you connect with the angelic realm, your guardian angel. Powerful vibration is what makes it perfect a perfect crystal to connect with your angels. Healing and used for emotional, spirit, like spiritual and the physical body. So that's a really, I think seraphonite is a really beautiful one. And then of course, selenite, which we've already touched on. And I love that the selenite, you can use it to cleanse and, you know, other crystals and jewelry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Multi-use. multi I definitely, I wrote down those two crystals that you mentioned. I have celestite and angelite, but I'm going to get those other two that you mentioned that feel very drawn to them already. <laughs> yeah, tell me how you feel because I, I just feel like they're beautiful. And then black tourmaline. So Beth had a question. Hi, Beth. She wanted to know about a crystal that was really good for like cleansing and absorbing negative energy. So black tourmaline is the one. It's awesome at absorbing, cleaning out negative energy. It's grounding. It's protective. You know, the crystal is really good to be placed next to objects that give off high frequency radiation. So like your TV, computers, microwave. Wearing it as a bracelet, especially your hand that you use your cell phone would be really good too. It creates kind of like a psychic shield. I like to wear it in jewelry especially if someone is, you know, that you easily pick up on other people's energy. So of course, like a psychic medium, if it's Reiki, any kind of energy work, highly recommend get a piece, put it or wear it, put it in your bra. You could also in feng shui, I remember Mina was talking about, you could place it outside your home door. So it's creating like grounding right, right when you walk into your home, but also protecting and shielding your home from like negative energy. Yeah, I love that. 
And then another crystal, Rondonite. That one is actually a really beautiful crystal for grief, self-love, compassion, forgiveness. So this would be a beautiful crystal to, you know, hold in your hand or you could place it over your heart during a prayer or meditation or even like just keeping it by your bedside. Journaling is something to, you know, if you're going through the passing of a loved one, if you like to journal, even holding it while you're journaling or having it right by you. Again, it's that that touchstone, that reminder of your intention of what you want to work through. Another popular one, we've already talked about rose quartz, but just a quick touch on it. So like love, romance, heart healing. Rose quartz for me was um, a beautiful stone that helped me through like a job burnout. I worked, oh, this awful, awful job. <laughs> it was about six years ago and I went through a complete burnout. I worked like a slave, not one thank you. And I did an amazing job, but it was just like, it was killing me. Like, and it just was affecting every area of my life. And I took the, I had courage because I was scared because I didn't want to, you know, have a bad reputation in the beauty industry, giving up on a job after only a couple months, but I, I had to leave. Anyway, so I, I quit. I was so happy. And I remember walking into a crystal store and buying that rose quartz. And it, I swear I prayed with it like day and night because it was, I just, I was at that burnout and I just needed that shift. And rose quartz reminded me, take care of yourself, Adrian, too, like. You have to put yourself first before everyone else. Or if you're not well, who's going to take care of you? Like you have to take care of yourself. Do you know what I mean? So rose quartz is one that's really near and dear to my heart. And of course it helped too with like grief and stuff. But really through that memory just came back to my mind of that really crappy time of a burnout. So rose quartz. Mm, love the rose quartz. And Moldavite, this one's got a lot of hype. Have you seen on TikTok and on Instagram all the crazy posts about Moldavite, Melissa? Yeah, there's like all this stuff and it's like all these warnings. And I have had a small piece of it. Apparently, I don't know if this is true, but apparently it's like a limited quantity. Like there's not that much left of it in the world. Yeah, it's, there's a big shortage. Yeah, and I did have a piece. I don't know what I, what happened to it, but... It is very intriguing to me. Like I am kind of interested in it. Yeah. So Moldavite, I, I'll just talk a little bit about it and then I'll share a quick story. So Moldavite's a stone of transformation. It helps with spiritual acceleration, connecting to celestial beings. It's also really good to connect with like ascended masters, Akashic records, um, healing emotional wounds. Just overall, like this is a crystal. If you want the transformation and you're ready to do the hard work, like this is a beautiful one. So Moldavite is very rare as we've just talked about. And it's actually called that. Hopefully I'm saying this right. It's not a crystal. It's not a stone. It's like a, it's like a glass that kind of was formed. So basically, sorry, I'm going to backtrack here. Moldavite was a meteor that hit the earth about 15 million years ago. And then as it hit on impact, it created this glass. And it's called the techie kite, but they've named it Moldavite. So it's like a type of glass and it does have very intense energy. Out of all the crystal stones, techie kites, this is what it's called. I literally like, I definitely felt its energy. I felt kind of lightheaded. The first time I like held it, I felt lightheaded. I felt a little dizzy. Like I really like had to put it down. I'm like, was that from the crystal or do I just need like a glass of water? Like what's going on? But I definitely, yeah. I definitely felt it's racing intense energy. So I put it away because it was just too much for me. And then recently when I started your mediumship program, this is crazy. It came back to me. I'm like, oh, I should use the mold of white. Like I want to get back to it. And this, this piece of jewelry is so small, but it's a powerful beast, I tell you. And I remember 
and my, my intuition was like, get out the mold away, get out the mold away. So I went to look in my, in my selenite bowl where I keep all my crystal jewelry and it wasn't there. And I was choked because I know you can only get mold away from the Czech Republic. It's very limited. Da, 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 da. And I was choked that I lost it. Anyways, I forget about it. I'm like, whatever. So I'm in for me. The next day, it keeps coming back to my heart. Mold away, mold away, mold away. I'm just like, okay, like whatever. I don't know. I lost it. And at that time, my son was on formula. So I was going, I was making his formula. And I was going upstairs to bring his bottle to him. And I put the his bottle in a bag. We have five floors in this townhome. It's intense. But anyways, the point, <laughs> I'm, getting, the point I'm getting to, I'm getting to my point. I go to take out the bottle. And lo and behold, guess what necklace was in this random plastic bag? What? I swear it was there. The Moldavite. Boom, bada, boom. That is so funny. Like... You can't even, like, how does it, it, there's no explanation. It's not like you put it knowingly into that bag. Yeah, it was a random bag that was mushed away in the closet. And it was just all the other, like, Safeway plastic bags, whatever. And I was really excited because the class started the next day. So I do wear it. I wear it. I'm wearing it now. And I wear it, like, when I do readings or in class. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wear it if I'm sleeping. Heck no. Like, it gives me a lot of energy. And I definitely, I, I really connect with it. So it's an interesting stone to connect with. So something to look into. But I want to talk quickly about cake crystals because believe you or not there's actually a lot of people on social media that claim they have these beautiful crystals and they're actually fake have you ever by accident purchased fake crystal melissa okay yes i did i <laughs> ordered advent calendar for avery for christmas because she is a crystal lover her and her little bff they love crystals so much and so i was like oh cool it's like they get a little tumble stone like every day of december like that's so cool and I ordered it. It took forever to come. And then it got here. And Avery was the one who told me. She's like, oh, look, mom. Mm-hmm. She's like, these are, <laughs> this is, this is like glass. It's not. So that was so disappointing. Like, oh, I was so no. annoyed. Yeah. They're pretty still, but it's like, no, this is not, this is not legit. It sounded like a great gift idea, though. I would love one of those for myself. Yeah. <laughs> With yeah. real crystal forest. Yeah, there's lots of. Yeah, there's lots of just basically word of caution is like when you're buying crystals, do your research. I'm not just saying this because I have a crystal shop, but it's true. Like do your research, find out reviews, ask them where they source their crystals are, who's their wholesaler, like the transparency. Because when I first started out with Luzia crystals, I um, ordered these and it looked good. And anyways, I got, I thank God I only ordered a few, but it was glass. It was like a fluorite and it was clearly glass. And it was funny because I thought it was fake. I'm like, oh, this kind of looks like glass. And but I'm like, no, maybe it's just like the different hue. Anyways, funny enough, I remember going to the kitchen and it fell. The crystal just, it was a tower and it fell and it shattered like glass. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm so glad it didn't sell that. So it was yeah. a good learning. It was a good learning lesson. So a lot of knockoffs are malachite, mold bite, rose quartz, clear quartz. These are really common ones to be. But the rule of thumb is real crystals will always be cool to the touch. Fake ones will have almost perfectly symmetrical patterns. You'll notice air bubbles in them. And again, you have to kind of know the crystal hues and colors. But if you're doing your research and kind of looking around some of the top shops, then you'll know, okay, like amethyst should be this color, not that color and and so on and so forth. I just use amethyst as an example. 
But ultimately, yeah, do your research, ask around. I mean, there's so many awesome crystal shops out there. But yeah, just if you can avoid getting glass painted fake crystals, that's ideal. <laughs> definitely, definitely. No, that's really useful to, to let people know. And you know what I was thinking about before? I just remembered that they do have these water bottles that you can buy. They're like glass, but they have a bottom part like where it's like separated from the yes. water. Yes, I used so, to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those might be like a good option because I know I, I'm not about to be putting some crystals in my water because I don't know enough to like know which ones, which ones to use or whatever. But yeah. it would be cool to have some of those to because Lee said it's like you're kind of charging your water, but it's not they're not touching. Yeah, there I am. Um, I actually used to have those in my shop. So next time I go shopping, Melissa, maybe Santa will bring you an early gift. <laughs> oh my gift. You're out of control. But I do. I do. Yeah, I want to remind people that, yes, if you are looking, definitely check Adriana's online store and she does pop up events to Luzia Crystals and she's got some very beautiful and you know it's going to be good quality and it's not going to be fake. So that is, that is <laughs> early. So definitely check her out. And also we would just remind you to reflect and see what resonated for you in this episode. I feel like it's a ton of information, but yeah, it's it's always so interesting. You can definitely send us your questions or feedback. We're happy to chat. So check us out definitely on social media and remind them, Adriana, where they can find you. Yeah, for sure. So on Instagram, Luzia underscore crystals. I'm also on Facebook. I don't use it so much, but really it's Instagram. And then my website yeah. is www.luziacrystals.com. I am working, this is a brand new site I, because I shut down for a bit and I've just reopened. So the site is up, but the online shop is going to be launched in August. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's up and coming. Yes. Beautiful. Wonderful. And you guys that are listening, you know where to find me, but I, yeah, I love to hear your thoughts and comments about the episode. If you're not already a part of the Spirit Room podcast group, you can definitely just send a request to join and I'll let you in. And yeah, I'm trying to get in there and do a few more lives and, and just be present and be available to answer questions and chat with everyone. So we'd love to have you there. And going forward, lots of things coming up. Of course, the one-on-one -on -one mentorship is available. So if you're looking for some help to really and not only amplify your skills, but really have some guidance and some support along the way, because the intuitive development journey and the mediumship journey, spiritual journey is not always easy. So there's definitely a benefit to having someone walk alongside you and bring you some support there. You can find that on the website, melissawhitemedium.com. And otherwise, I would just say thank you so much, Adriana, for all of this. This has been so wonderful and so fun. And just hope everyone has enjoyed and definitely keep in touch. Thank you so much, Melissa. I had an awesome time. All right. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.